Hello, hello, and welcome. You are listening to the Spiritual Exercises Podcast. I'm Rachel Amaday, and I am so glad that you are here for this this week. Usually on Mondays, I do a Bible study, and I am going to send you guys to a different kind of Bible study this week, actually, that I think is going to just absolutely enrich you and um, fill your faith full of more meaning and substance. And that's kind of what we like to do here. We like to dig underneath the most literal, I guess, reading of scripture and see what else is there because there is so much there. And everything that we find actually really, in my opinion, bolsters the literal understanding of these stories. So one part of the Bible that I am constantly teaching and really talking about, especially in the last few years, is Genesis, the very beginning, the first five books of scripture. And it is because I honestly believe that you can find the foundation for 100% of the doctrine and understanding that you get in the rest of scripture right there at the beginning. And there are lots of other teachers out there that talk about this, but you know, I just led a women's retreat where we discussed just pretty much the picture of the menorah and how those seven candles show up throughout the rest of scripture and what they relate to and how every time you see the number seven, you can go back to the creation story and you can go back to how Moses was told to build the menorah. You can go back to where the menorah was placed You can go back to the fact that the menorah is filled with oil and it's a light and a fire, how it represents God and then represents God's family, how it's antithetical to the symbolism of Satan and the world system on and on and on and on. It is so rich and filled with meaning for us. That is how scripture works. It's rich and filled with meaning and those patterns show up throughout all of scripture. So I was listening to an incredible podcast Cast in the last few days, Jordan Peterson interviews a man named Matthew Pajot, and I hope I am uh, saying his name correctly, but it's Matthew Pajot, and they are discussing basically the psychological understanding of these stories in Genesis, of the stories in the Bible. Um, Matthew Pajot, according to the kind of little blurb below the podcast is a Canadian author living in Quebec for over a decade. He's taken part in discussions regarding religious philosophy and symbolism with his brother and icon carver, Jonathan Pajot. This led him to write his first novel, the language of creation, cosmic symbolism, a commentary. And, um, they have such an incredibly deep discussion about the psychology of scripture. And he kind of uses scripture to prove his points, to prove some of the meanings that he is discussing in his book. And he talks about Jordan Peterson. Um, He talks about all of this with Jordan. But I loved him because it reminds me a little bit of me and what I did with my book, which is I just wanted to use scripture to show you some different ideas and maybe some different ways of interpreting the verses in the Bible and then different ways to apply all of that to how we're living now and to really take a look and go, if Jesus returned, would he approve of how we are living as Western believers, given what the Bible has to say, not what anyone else has to say, let's go to scripture and 
And so I think you guys are really going to appreciate this man's views, uh, his deep understanding of some of the language of scripture. And guys, scripture is psychologically sound. It is why when we come across psychologically unsound doctrines across Christianity, we have to question what's going on here. And we come across them on both the left and the right, both conservative and liberal perspectives of the Bible have some really psychologically unsound doctrines going on. You know, I always talk about one of the ones that I know is psychologically unsound is the doctrine of you're awful, but God has you covered. I harp on this because if you believe you're awful, you will have a very hard time believing also that once you've met Christ, you're a new creation. Those two ideologies, those two, one one is shame. I'm awful. And one is I am being built. I'm being made, right? So the psychology of you're awful, but don't worry about it. That is negative psychology. It doesn't work. I think it makes people into misbehaving believers, right? This is the whole country song. You know, I was real bad on Friday, but I go to church on Sunday. I'm just a broken person, but thank God for Jesus. Okay. Stop being bad on Friday. How about that? What if we, what if we told people, no, 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 you're a new creation. God has called you out of sin and out of the lifestyle of sin and out of looking like the rest of the world and what what sinners do. And the reason is because God is psychologically sound. When he calls you out, he says, my child, my kid, my son, my daughter. And if you are God's child, right? Then you think about yourself differently. You think about your behavior differently. You you see life differently. And instead of seeing everything as an opportunity to be broken, you see every moment as an opportunity to become more like your dad in heaven. And that is a positive motivator, number one. But number two, what you believe about yourself is what you do. And so it really matters that you believe that you're a new creation in Christ and that you claim that. That is psychologically sound doctrine. So um, we have to we have to look at the psychology of scripture. And when you start looking at it, you see how how much smarter God is than we are, number one. What, What he has written in his word is so miraculous and so perfect. But number two, you see the hope in humanity, the hope for humanity. You see what God intends for his children to be, and it is so beautiful and lovely and wonderful, and it makes you just wanna go for it. And isn't that how we should be motivated? Because we love our Lord and Savior. We want to be like Him. We are motivated to become more like Him. We can see that, yes, we sin, but that doesn't mean that we're horrible. It means that we need to learn how to be closer to Christ. There's always something new to learn. And that's that's the inspirational side, right? Without Christ, you don't even have that opportunity. Without Christ, it's impossible. But with Christ, you become a new creation anyways. They don't talk about that, but they do talk about a lot of the psychology behind these biblical stories and how rich and deep they are and why you're going to get just a little reason as to why I believe the Old Testament is so, so important because when Jesus comes along and does what he does, boy, does that give you all of the context of what Jesus is going to do. And it teaches you what really happened at the fall. What really happened when Adam and Eve sinned? What was really lost there? What What's really going on in these stories? And it's so rich. So I have given you guys the link. It's If you can even get, it's a long interview. 
I know most people don't have time for all of that in one chunk, but I would say at least an hour and a half in, you're going to have discovered a lot and you're going to be blessed by the discussion. I don't agree with 100% of the comparisons they make. I think um, they bring in a lot of mythos. And so, you know, it's good to learn that there were other myths floating around the globe that were related to the Bible story because, hey, these cultures shared ideas, number one. I mean, the fact that Egyptians and the ancient Hebrews probably share a couple of ideas should not be surprising given their proximity, given the fact that the Hebrews were enslaved by the Egyptians for 400 years. We're going to probably have lots of myths and stories that seem similar But remember, all Satan has to do is weave in one lie to destroy, right? Just one little lie, and suddenly the God that you think you're serving is actually a different God and asking you to do different things. And so, um, you know, you've got ancient cultures that have these crossovers with the ancient Hebrew culture and their understanding of God. It doesn't mean that they're right. It just means there are probably going to be similarities. And frankly, I have to be honest, in the last two years, one thing I've learned, if and if you haven't learned it by now, you should know, we are unbelievably connected in the globe, in our communities, in our country. You just cannot help but be affected by the culture you're brought up in. But there's also something else going on. I've heard people talk about it scientifically with the magnetosphere. And so we share ideas sometimes. There are ideas that permeate the entire globe because of how our earth is set up, because of how our minds are set up, because of quantum physics. There's all sorts of scientific theories behind why we seem to be so connected. But we are. We're incredibly connected. And so the fact that we have some connective ideas across cultures shouldn't actually be that surprising. What's really important is that we get to the heart of what the truth is. And we see why the Bible itself is the most miraculous book that's ever been written. And I am always on that mission with people. You must first understand that the Bible is unbelievably miraculous. There's nothing else like it. And if you just understand that, then you want to dig into it and you're going to discover the God that wrote it. So I'm going to send you off. I want you to go listen to this podcast. I hope you enjoy it and are blessed. Um, If you have any questions, needs, concerns, or prayer requests, please feel free to email me back. I'm here and I pray and I would love to pray for you. I'd be happy to do that. Blessings to you all. I will be sending out some podcasts later this week.